Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Growing Pains. Um, I'm recording this at like 4.52 a.m. in the morning, like right after work, and it's the first time that my apartment has been quiet, so I feel like this has, is a good time to record a podcast episode. I'm not gonna lie, it's just getting worse every single day, and I don't, it's so hard to express what I'm going through to people just because they don't think it's that bad or they just say like oh well like that sucks that you live in like a really shitty apartment but I know it's been like a general theme for the past billion episodes where I'm just complaining 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 and I'm tired of it honestly and I signed a lease already so I'm moving in January so everything is set I'm focusing on the positives right now where it's more of a countdown of how many days I have left in this apartment rather than another day apartment hunting which I'm super 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 grateful for it's just getting worse every single day I came home and there was literally a house party I could smell weed from the parking lot and their windows were closed like it was that bad I don't care if you smoke weed I don't care if you are all about that life I really don't but I work in a professional setting that could literally get me fired if I do test positive, even if, or even, or despite the fact that it is legal in Arizona, because we did legalize weed, um, I do work in a lab and they're not going to be too happy to find it positive in my system if there's like a random drug test. It leaked through all of my vents and it literally smelled like I was smoking in my own apartment like that's how bad it was but on top of having a house party like late at night like dude I can't I can't do this I've been having like four hours of sleep every single night just because again my apartment shakes at 4 a.m every single day every single day the like glasses shouldn't clink in the wart in the cabinets like my utensils shouldn't shake so anyways to keep a long story short I I honestly like I just don't understand why some people just make the documentation process so much harder than it actually is because on Friday I put in my 60-day notice and the manager had said okay you just have to pay the 60 days worth of rent which is just your rent times two to cover those 60 days that you will be in the apartment and that will be available through the portal and that's due on Saturday. And I'm just like, great, I'll pay it either today or Saturday. Literally, I, I check back again and there is no amount on there discussed. There was, it said I was char- being charged an amount of $0. So I just sent her an email, not for clarification, because I know that they have a history of literally bullying tenants and just being so just they don't care about these type of documentations so that's why I left myself a paper trail so I could cover my ass and said you did this you said that this would be found here and this is what I'm seeing so I received a call from the manager on Monday saying oh yeah you need to pay in order to see the amount you need to pay the fee and I said okay like I understand that but I'm not seeing any type of amount that I have to pay and she And again, she repeated herself and said, yeah, like you need to pay the fee in order for the number to pop up. And I said, I I don't think I understand. And at that point, she just sounded so frustrated. And she said, the fee? Yeah. And I said, no, hang on. I understand that I need to pay a fee, but you told me this amount 
would be found through the portal and I am not seeing that and the and I am really confused as to why you are reinforcing the idea that I need to pay some sort of amount in order to see a number pop up that was not discussed when I came in on Friday and then she wanted to change the story and said oh yeah that that amount will be available soon like what like oh my gosh like why why are you making it sound like it's my fault I knew this would happen I knew their scamming asses would try some such slimy stuff like this and that's why I exactly why I left myself a paper trail and I know it's just gonna get harder this is literally just gonna get harder from here and honestly I am so over it I am so over this entire management trying to bully me out like yo we already don't like each other I'm moving out like what else do you want like why are you making this harder than it actually is it's gonna make it harder for me it's gonna make it harder for you where you won't get the documentation that you need and I won't get the processing that I need like I don't understand it like you didn't reinforce the idea once you reinforced it twice like it is absolutely ridiculous how some people will go through the ends of the earth to just make up reasons to blame other people instead of just admitting that you were wrong and that you just didn't feel like processing my paperwork on a Friday night and said, oops, I forgot, here's the amount. And that amount that was established in the office on Friday wasn't even reflected in my account on the portal in fact the one the amount on the portal was a lot was like I think like a hundred dollars cheaper than it was of what she had given me which I'm not complaining about because I'm just like shoot if I have to pay less than what I actually did then I actually owe you guys and what was discussed in the office like I'm, I'm not complaining I honestly if they try to pull something I will throw hands I am ready to throw hands I, this entire experience of five months has just been absolutely ridiculous I've just been constantly stressed in my apartment and I am ready to break down I think my final point of breaking down was when my rave outfits from iHeart Raves it got delivered to the wrong address well actually it didn't get or like delivered to the wrong address but I typed in the wrong address instead of saying like fifth street I wrote like sixth street um and it's now getting sent back to iheart raves and i saw that email and i was ready to break down like oh my god i i honestly was just like i am so done i am so done like self-soothing can only take me so far putting stuff in a box can only take me so far mentally i am absolutely at my breaking point i don't uh, and i already have a neck there's this trip to Chicago coming up there's going to be a potluck at my work and I just can't deal with this right now like I I need time for myself and I'm gonna be completely honest like even though I'm handling it really well because at this point I think if I didn't get therapy I would have already broken down it would be back to suicidal ideations it would be back to six hour crying sessions so you know what you know let's let's just gather together okay and and Catherine Chun, I am proud of you for being here. I am proud of you for being able to handle your emotions. I am proud of you for being able to actually speak up for yourself because I know that maybe a year ago, you wouldn't have been able to do that. You're doing adult stuff. Look at you. You're doing adult stuff. You're standing up for yourself and saying, ah, ah, ah. You know that TikTok? Like, oh, no, girl. No, 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 no. Don't even think about it. You're standing up for yourself. And I remember a year ago, you would have said, 
uh, oh, okay, I just blindly paid for it. Instead of just standing up for yourself and say, no, you told me this. Unless things have changed, I was not informed about it. So good for you, Anne. Good for you. Keep doing what you're doing. And you know what? If this is a way to rewind and just take a step back and look at the overall progress that you made, it's a big step for you. And I'm glad that I could be in a state where I could mentally be okay and mentally process this well. Right now, I know that you have to settle for the bare minimum of your apartment not shaking and your neighbors being cognizant of the fact that there are other people living around you. But hey, at least it is not noisy 24-7 all the time. At least you are able to sit down and record a podcast episode. At least you are able to express your feelings on here in a healthy way instead of jabbing fingers and say, you upset me, you upset me, you upset me, and I'm going to let the whole world know about what you did. I'm going to post your address on here. I'm going to give you your own nickname. We're going to make a star time out of this. You know what? You've grown from that. And I, you're good, and. You're good. I'm proud of you. You're really good. I'm talking to my inner child, which is what I've been doing for a really long time. And I think this, it relates to uh, this podcast episode of taking care of your inner child and also FOMO. Um, And I'll I'll get to it in a bit, but I just want to have a conversation with you guys just for a couple more minutes. How have you guys been though? I know that uh, it's been rough, you know, we're nearing the end of the year and it's, 2021 is definitely for character building 2020 i think was a year of self-realization and you know like kylie jenner like realizing things and everyone around me is just like realizing things then 2021 was when we built character 2020 absolutely smashed me to smithereens i did not i i lost everyone who needed to be cut from my life whether i induced it or they just simply walked out that that was in 2020 I realized my self-worth in 2021 it was definitely a time where g-man was snipping at my branches you know when god trims the branch your branches like it hurts but it's for your own good maybe it's a branch that's rotting and he says hey like it's rotting like if you keep this branch that parasite's gonna go all the way to your trunk and then you're gonna die like it's not gonna you're you're spiritually and mentally and physically like you're not gonna be there i gotta snip this branch off before it affects the rest of your trunk and that was the year of 2021 i can't believe i'm saying 2021 as if you know it's like because in my head I think it's like June or something but it's you know it's coming to an end and 2022 is I'm hoping that's a year of transformation I'm hoping that's the year where all of this hard work that was accumulated during 2021 will pay off because on listen a bitch is fucking tired okay a bitch is tired a bitch is fed the fuck up oh my goodness um but yes 2021 was definitely a year of character building you learn self-respect you establish self-respect and that comes with fighting self-respect with other people saying absolutely not i will not tolerate this and i know who i am you don't get to do that you don't get to define me for me and yeah 
the Zodiac makeup has been going fairly well at work. I had dinner with my boss on last Friday, which was uh, so fun. I was like pregnant with chicken Alfredo for like four hours into the lab. My favorite coworker, he's gone now. And I really hope he'll like find a good place uh, to, I guess, like be his home. Because right now, cytology is my home. And we had like a couple of conversations too. He was like one of my favorite people who I worked with. I always found a reason to like go upstairs and like talk to him whenever I collected samples. But um, yeah, I think he's going to work in the Apple store. And I've been wanting an Apple Watch for like the longest time. So maybe I'll just like come in if he ever gets hired. I do have his number though. So maybe I'll just reach out and just be like, hey, let's get coffee. Um, I want to reach out to like several other people too. My friend in med school, I want to catch up with him. I don't know if he listens to this podcast, but hello. Hello, Bean. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> and yeah, overall life has, has, life has had its ups and downs within this past week, but I'm glad I can finally get back into podcasting. I say that like I'm, I'm going to like be consistent again, but I don't know. Maybe I won't. <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Who knows? I'm never consistent with podcast episodes, but I'm glad I can get that expectation off of my back where I don't have people saying, you said that you would upload it this time. Where is it? I, my tea is getting cold. Let me get a sip of it. I'll be right back with you. I started drinking like cow milk again i'm mixing like half and half with almond milk and cow milk in my earl grey tea and oh lord maybe i'll just like oh it's it's so good it's so creamy and so like filling in your stomach it's like giving your stomach a hug and i've avoided it for so long because i feel like i've been starting to develop like an unhealthy relationship with milk just because it breaks me out and it's not good it's inflammatory for my skin but also like the stigma behind it where it's like a skinny queens only drink oat milk and almond milk and it made me lactose intolerant or lactose sensitive actually and since drinking it like ugh, I think I'll just have it in moderation because I've missed it so so much and I've had such an unhealthy relationship with it like I took to, I took it to an extreme so yeah let's let's not do that ever again so without further ado let's get on with this podcast episode shall we so today's episode we're going to touch back up on the pilot episode of self-discovery and self-identity so i feel like our sole purpose in life is to find out who we are and within who we are um and within who we are the individual aspects that make us up you know our personalities our hobbies what we like what we dislike i did touch up on uh, why i wanted a sigma tattoo and you know it's basically everything adds up our personalities what we like what we dislike people that we meet things that we take from people whether it is habits that we take it from other people sayings that we take it from other people you know even the minute things like just our favorite color like it it contributes to something within aspect of our lives and you know also going off of the previous episode of validating problems and finding where these problems come from this plays a major role in self-identity this entire process requires a lot of self-awareness because i think a lot of the time we get lost in our version of reality or we hyper focus on certain things and it ruins the experiences the experience of discovering self-identity where we just zoom in 
on just one aspect of our lives and just focus that for years and years and years. Uh, maybe being someone we weren't supposed to or liking something that we on deep inside don't like, you know, things like that. And we ruin the experiences of freely expressing ourselves and freely liking things because we limited ourselves to this barrier. But Anne, where is this all coming from? You know, it's a little peculiar to admit it. And it's a little, um, no, I wouldn't say uncomfortable, but it all stemmed from this one thing, which I think is fascinating, that I bought my first ever ticket to a major music festival. I bought a ticket for EDC for 2022. And listen, it got me thinking. I felt a little ashamed that I'm raving for a person who's out of college and a lot of college kids are attending this event. Usually a lot of you know kids that are 21 or 22 are attending this event and I'm attending it at 23, which honestly is like not that much older. Um, but I will be 24 when EDC does come around and I feel like one of those like old grandmas that go there. You know, that's how I, f I initially felt when I got the ticket not anymore obviously because it took a while to process this feeling but you know this is why we're having a podcast episode because I wanted to discuss my feelings on it but anyways I you know the thing is is that especially with the rave culture to be accepting of everyone because the rave culture isn't just you know it isn't like a I don't want to say like clubbing but it's not the rave culture focuses around accepting and loving everyone it's a very nurturing environment that made me want to immerse myself in it that's why I want to attend music festivals because just the rave culture is a very nurturing environment oh you're rolling too hard or like you're having a bad trip here like have a rave mama like we literally have nicknames for like rave babies rave mamas rave dads um which I think is super cute I just I'm absolutely in love with how freeing just every aspect of it is. Like you could free the nipples for all they you care for what everyone cares. Just wear pasties to a music festival and you know, girls will come up to you and just be like, Hey, really like your pasties and you could be like, Thanks. Or you could just wear like hoods uh hoods you can wear like a hoodie and sweatpants and someone could go up to you and just be like, Yo, I really vibe with that, you know? You're not you're prioritizing comfort res mad respect for you it's just i don't i i, I really like the culture and that's, that's why i wanted to really immerse myself into it i was particularly interested in it just because i was fascinated with you know music festivals uh and music festival culture since i was 14 years old t listening to martin garrix hardwell uh you know those types of artists uh and but I was self-conscious on the fact that everyone I know had their quote-unquote hard party experiences. People were going to raves, music festivals when I was at home studying during my college years. You know, people were going here, people were going there, people were going to Coachella when they first turned 21, or they were going to frat parties and I never knew about them. You know, I, I didn't have I didn't, it's not like I didn't get to experience that, but I didn't like go all out during my college years. And now that I'm finally free from that, there's no consequences of going to a music festival opposed to, well, if I go to a music festival, I'll lose time studying and I'll get a poor grade on this. Like there's no consequences of that now. Like since I have free time, obviously I'm able to do that. Uh, but 
initially I thought, oh, what if they think I'm too old to go to music festival? What if they think I'm just this kid who still leeches off of their dad and makes their parents pay for their music festival tickets? What if people think badly of me? Like, really? She's going to EDC? I remember when I did that at 21. Like, she's such an old hag. Like, like look at this fucking fossil going to like a music festival. Like, shouldn't you wind down by now? And I realized, literally, all of that does not matter it doesn't matter what people think like i know it's so cliche to to say like oh don't listen to other people but the reality of it is that it literally does not matter i was talking to my coworker, and she was expressing her fear of missing out on you know socializing with friends going to events etc etc and i felt like it was like a motherly thing in me to give her comfort not in a way where it's just like oh my gosh comfort i must give her comfort but just to give her advice something i would have appreciated when i was her age and i told her look like you're here making a way higher wage than anyone else your age like working full time in a lab and making that much money like some people don't even get to your level even after college like you're doing well in school and you're setting yourself up for success in the future there will always be time to have fun because school is always temporary you'll always have a time to graduate you'll or you'll always find a way to figure out that schools maybe maybe school isn't for you and you'll get another job that's self-sustainable for you but it will always work out if you put in the work for it every struggling thing that you are experiencing right now things that make you feel uncomfortable like school and expectations of academics all of that is temporary i'm really proud of her she's setting herself up as a role model for some people and i think it's good to reinforce that confidence in someone and validate the fear that they might be having this doesn't mean that people like her people of her age are lazy and they need to step up their game but this is all about seeing the long-term goal here i think one of the most my most favorite hobbies of 2021 was making it look like I was just dicking around after college especially when you're in the college scene it's very glamorized and that's what I don't particularly like about the college scene where you glamorize a lot of unhealthy habits you know you show off your projects how much work you have when you're of legal drinking age how hard you party with all your friends but from what I've seen that completely disappears right after college and who said that it needs to stop at at college you just find different ways to express what's going on in your life a lot of people don't know that i actually work in cytology and i work with cells and process them so that pathologists can screen them can screen them for cellular abnormalities cellular components and seeing the progression of cancer in terminally ill patients like it's a lot of patient work I have made protocols before. Um, I've trained new hires and a lot of things I do in my job, I don't share on social media. What I do share on social media is my life outside of work, which is seeing K-Bean, going to music festivals, makeup looks that I've done, things I bought while thrifting, etc, etc. And in a way, that sets up my image for a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different perceptions. Seeing it from an outside point of view, it doesn't look like I'm doing much. Like if all you're seeing is me doing my makeup and going here and there, like obviously, uh... You're unsure whether I have a full-time job or not, you know, if, if I'm constantly here and there. 
that's just that's just something that's gonna happen and i'm okay with that but the truth is literally who cares about what other people think of you it's easier said than done especially when you can feel them saying things about you like you can feel that energy if you're particularly sensitive to picking up vibes from what people think of you what they say about you like you'll definitely feel it where it's just like oh oh like i can just tell this person has been like you know, they're really into academics and they're seeing me going to San Diego every other weekend. Uh, like, I bet they think that they think I have just am wasting my time doing this and that. But the thing is, is that there's a difference between intuition and thoughts reflecting your self-esteem. Let me say that again. The thing is, there's a difference between intuition and thoughts reflecting your self-esteem. Is it your intuition or is it the way that you look at yourself? Dun, dun, dun. Do you think they're actually saying that about you or are you just self-conscious and you're working on your self-confidence right now? Of course, some people won't outright say, oh, you're ugly or, oh, you look like a washed up college student who just parties all the time or like, oh, you look like you peaked in college. Like, obviously, people won't say that to your face, but who cares what they think and you know this is the internal monologue i'll say to myself who cares what people think and you literally work with cancer cells i know that's true because i drive myself to work every day and look at body fluids monday through friday it's a real thing that you feel it's a real thing that you see it's a real thing that you get all over your gloves sometimes it's not a delusion where i dreamt that i work with cancer cells or work in a respectable line of work every day or it's not a wish that i was a more well-rounded person oh i wish i worked in this area oh i wish this i wish that i wish i worked in cytology i wish i worked in a lab no Anne. you put on your scrubs and you drive yourself to work every single day this is real And I think there's a certain stigma and judgment when it comes to sharing what we like doing and what our hobbies are. And for some reason, people feel entitled to comment on it. That's just some, you know, a natural instinct that some people have. Before we dive into finding self-confidence, let's talk about why we feel rushed in our lifetime to balance fun and work. When you're young, it doesn't even matter if you're in college or not, but during the time when you're transitioning from your teen years to a young adult, it's very, very glamorized. Like I said, it's the transition is glamorized in a way where it doesn't truly show you the dark sides of these unhealthy habits. You just see everyone else doing it and you, you know, either think that you're cool for doing it or just like, ha ha ha, like, look at me, like, you know, finding humor in it to to cope with it. And, you know, you don't really realize that, well, A, how bad it is for you, but B, I don't know, like, it's just, um, it gives you a different perception of things when it's not really like that. Uh, Let me just elaborate on it. I used to stay up all night finishing essays I procrastinated on showing off my mind maps of biological processes because it made me feel smarter about myself getting up to get coffee, attending classes, and if you're not in college, going to work to get that bread. On one end, it's telling people around you in a way, proving to people, hey, I'm an adult now. Look at all the hard things I have to do. Look at me. I have all these responsibilities. And with college and during our young adulthood, we could do a lot of things that were advertised to us when we were teenagers, going to clubs, festivals, house parties, etc., etc. Like, uh, I was about to say Hotel X. That is definitely not the the movie was it project x 
Project X is a perfect example of how glamorized the college scene is. You know, go to school, you work really hard, and then you play equally as hard. Like, that is very, very glamorized of what high school, college, whatever is. There's a sense of freedom of going to these things. It's a place to socialize, make friends, where you could recalibrate. But for some reason, we set a standard of what the balance should look like for you to look like, you know, that bitch with a capital T and a capital B. And I don't know who thought it was a good idea, but it's so superficial. You know, if you party too much, you'll be known as the party person and will be told by other people to stay away from you. Like, oh, I wouldn't copy their notes. They always go to class hungover because they're always going out every day. But if you do, all you do is stay in your room studying, it's like, oh, I wouldn't invite her. She's always studying. She'll say no anyways. Plus, what is she even going to wear? Like, I've never seen her dress up to go anywhere. Like, I'm not saying that everyone is like that, but you just can't win with people. I don't know why we set these superficial made up boundaries for some people just to define them for uh, just to define who they are when we've never even met them or like even got to know them or even put in the effort to know them now i'm here to tell you to define your own balance of work and play find your own balance between what makes you happy and what will help you succeed do it for you do what makes it work for you because you are definitely you know you don't have the study habits of your friend you don't have the study habits of your professor you don't have the study habits of your sister no do it for you do what makes you work do what makes it work for you oh my god it just my grammar just suddenly went out the window <laughs> I used to think that I could be that person who always goes out and also be a person in STEM because I had major, major FOMO. I would see all these people going out to bars on dead day eve and I would say, hey, I'm dragging all y'all out so we could go drink. But Anne, don't you have a final in two days? Who cares? I'll just cram the next day. That actually did happen. I went out and got absolutely wasted when I had a final in the next 48 hours on top of work because I thought I could pull it off because of how glamorized the party scene was in college. And no one is to blame for that, but I was so insecure that I really wanted to make myself feel like someone that I was not, make me seem like someone that I was not. My learning style is not capable of doing that unless I was going to sacrifice a lot of sleep. And now that I have graduated and no longer have to function on a sleep-deprived mind, I now realize that sleep is incredibly important. And the thing is, I kind of like the aspect of being able to do this chaotic balance of work and play. And something I'd like to point out is that just because it isn't working for you now, doesn't mean that it won't work for you ever. See, I like the chaoticness of going out two days before the exam, but obviously that had very, very heavy consequences. So since I liked implementing chaos into my life, I realized that, okay, academics, you should never, ever compromise academics, but incorporate that chaoticness in another aspect of your life when academics is no longer a factor that you need to compromise. Do it, do it at work, for example. So now with my job, I integrate that chaos where I leave work at 2.30 a.m. and drive to San Diego at 5 a.m. You know, not a wink of sleep, just go home, shower, pack up all my things, pack up all, all my toiletries and out the door off to San Diego at 4.35 a.m. And that's still boom, 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 get stuff done attitude, but without consequences. You know, obviously at this point, my academics aren't even, uh, aren't even compromised. I don't get sleep deprived on the road, and even if I do, I'll pull over to take a nap, you know? 
because I'm not irresponsible. Um, but I love that. I love the things that, you know, I love doing things that make people say, you are crazy, you know, because I'd leave San Diego at noon and then drive straight to my workplace to clock in at 6 p.m. sharp to get straight into body fluid processing. So on top of trying to push what we think, what we should look like, what we should do, what we should look like to other people, that's a desire to grow up really fast. When I was 18, all I could think about was turning 21 and going to clubs and bars and, you know, living that party scene life. And then, you know, in another way, that's not, that's, um, I guess compensating for the fact that my mom was literally a helicopter parent, but you know, it's in a conversation for another time. And one thing that I kept repeating to my boyfriend is that I didn't appreciate my college years enough. I do it again in a heartbeat and just to get to know everyone and anyone rather than kept focusing on what's happening the next year. You know, my freshman year, I was just like, I just want to focus on my sophomore year. Sophomore year, I was focusing on what will happen in my junior year. Junior year, I was, hap- I was focusing on what happened in my senior year. Senior year, I was like, I can't wait to graduate. I'm just going to fucking graduate. I can't wait to graduate. And now that I graduated, I'm looking back on it and I'm just like, why did I keep focusing on the future? Which is, you know, which is the reason why I like to live in the present now and be present in the moment and appreciate every second I have in my life, people that I meet every single day rather than what's going on in 2022. Okay, maybe like next year will be my year. No, just like take all the lessons that you've learned from 2021. Take all the lessons that you're learning right now because I'm telling you, like if you keep focusing on the future, you won't act you won't find value in the present. And when you look back, you're gonna be like, damn, I really wish I appreciated those moments because those had value, but I just kept looking past that. People say that your years in your younger adulthood is going to fly by. You know, college is gonna be the fastest four years of your life. But it doesn't have to fly by if you're just focusing on what happens next. I see a lot of people being burnt out once they graduate college because they just did write about everything. And I, in a way, I understand it because college is a place where you could do everything and anything without parental guidelines. Or not much consequences, obviously. Like They're not going to like drive back and forth and make sure you go to bed at 10.30 p.m. Like They're not going to be there to remind you to do your laundry. Like You are there by yourself, and you are there to navigate it by yourself. Now, I'm not here to bash people, but I do see a lot of people wanting to grow up faster. That is a very general trend within young adulthood. You try to do everything in college, balance work, keeping your GPA above a certain number, but on the other hand, going really hard in the party scene, at least that's what I've been seeing, and that's definitely what I did. And by the time a lot of people graduate, it feels like they did it all and none of this is new to them. It's kind of like the Sarah Lynn uh, episode from BoJack Horseman, and now that I've done it all, BoJack, I don't like anything about myself. That just doesn't, that doesn't just apply for work and play balance. It applies for anything. If you don't pace yourself, you get tired of things and, or burn out. In relationships, if you jump into one, you know, a relationship and don't pace yourself within the relationship and try everything there is in a relationship, anything and everything, just jumping straight to butt plugs, (laughs) you know, for example, like eventually it'll reach a point where it will plateau and not in a good way. In a, in a way, it's good because you know what works and what doesn't work in a relationship, but what is there to look forward to? 
if you navigate all the things there is in a relationship or in a relationship, you know, we can, I can go on an entire soapbox of a relationship about growing together, experiencing things together, trying new things together. Um, but if you try everything and everything, boom, 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 right after the other and just being like, you know, just kind of like picking through them, uh, that you're rushing through the relationship and you're rushing it to a dead end basically. Uh, so, but what is there to look forward to? Let's say you meet someone and then try, you know, everything there is, uh, to in a relationship, you know, trauma bonding on the first day, trying all types of things in the first year and then getting married in the second year. And then it's just like, now what? Like, I miss that excitement. Um, again, like you navigate, if it works for you, it works for you. But you know, I'm just saying this from a logical perspective. Now, this isn't a way to tell people don't sleep with each other in the first date. Like not at all. Um, listen from all my story times, y'all already know I'm the last person to preach on that, but it's common sense to pace yourself in a relationship because even like, because even when you rush things, it doesn't just end up in burning out. But you don't learn anything if you progress too fast. You're suddenly pressured to finding out ways to solve problems and disagreements according to the timeline just exemplified in a month. And that's no way to live because if you have to both agree that you guys are ready for marriage in the second year of the relationship, like, that's not going to end very well. Um... You know, uh, let's do another example. You know, for YouTube careers, it might take off really, really well with people wanting to consume your content. But if you rush into the career really fast, like just putting out video after video, like for me, for example, like putting out story time after story time and just putting all the story times out there, you might end up burning out thinking, damn, I already tried everything. I already did the Coachella vlogs. I already did the DIY videos. I already did the daily vlogs. I already did the story times. What else is there to do? So if you rush all the experiences in your early adulthood, you're going to go into your, your adulthood burnt out, uh, which is all, what I've been seeing a lot on my uh, TikTok feed as of lately, where people are getting ready to go out and they're just like, damn, I, I really done burnt myself out. Like I can't go out for more than like maybe two hours. And I remember when I was like 18 years old, I would go out until like 6 a.m. You know, very extreme ends of the spectrum. This is what they said. Again, I'm not here to bash you. If you do that, good for you. If you don't do that, also good for you. I think it's also the expectation society puts on young adults where after they graduate college, great, now you are a big boy or now you're a big girl and you have a big boy or a big girl job. Now it's time to be serious. But I think it's a great time to do everything that you couldn't do when you were younger. This is the time to have fun. Like you graduated college. It's time to get fun. It's time to do your fun. You got, this is the time to celebrate. And I, First, I felt ashamed of not going straight into education or like going straight into med school, going straight into PA school, going straight into law school, going straight into, you know, graduate school because everyone else around me was doing it. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm that dumb friend who couldn't even get into a higher education after graduating college. But now that I graduated and I have this entire year to myself, oh, my gosh. I am living my absolute best life. This is, has been the best growth that I have ever seen in myself. Like this is the time to celebrate. I'm doing all the things that I could have done or not could have done, but like that I've wanted to do 
while I was still in college, but you know, for obvious reasons, I couldn't compromise my academics. I couldn't compromise my GPA. That's why I was limited to do a lot of the things that I wanted to do. Uh, I didn't pace out my college years by choice. It was mostly because I was very shy and didn't prioritize socializing with people. And if I did, it was with people in my group who were introverts and happy to spend time with friends in the group and not go out to bars all all the time or like music festivals or places where there's big groups of socializing, obviously before COVID. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my gosh, look at me. I got the best grades ever because I'm gonna be honest, like I didn't. (laughs) I honestly didn't. Like my GPA is like a solid like zero, 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 three, like point zero, 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 three. That was also because I was in an abusive relationship where I I almost gave everything up to be with this person, which put me into a point of, it was hard to recover from that. I'm going to be honest, it was hard to recover from that. The point being, live in the moment. Make the best out of it. I'm not saying that the only thing you can do in college is study, sleep, and repeat, but know where your priorities lie. Know where to focus your energy and attention. Focus on the long-term goal here. A question I like to ask myself is, is this going to happen again? Am I going to be presented with the same opportunity again? If the answer is no, like completing my undergrad when I'm being fully financially supported, then that's where my priorities will lie. There will always be time for music festivals and having fun with your friends and social events and going on road trips, etc., etc. Now, going off of this, we're going to focus on the age limit some people, for some reason, put on festivities. I don't really see it as a common thing where people my age, people who have already graduated college, engaging in music festivals or festivals in general, from the people I surround myself with, basically. Uh, and, you know, usually people my age, they engage in activities that older people enjoy, such as rooftop bars or just at home relaxing. And for the people that do go out to these events, where there are a lot of the younger audiences, and by that it's like literally two years, you know, 21 and 23, they get judged for it. And if I'm going to be honest, I truly do not understand it. It's only a two-year difference, and already there should be a lifestyle difference. Like, that should not exist. There should not be a stark difference and an expectation that once you graduate college, a nope you got to be at grandma and uh, sit at home and knit like no and the thing is is that because they probably did all of this before and are looking at you thinking like i already did that two years ago why are they doing this when they're so old and you know what i have to say to that you wish you had the energy to do this right now and you're mad about it you're sitting at home there bitter because you uh, experienced this before and now you are a time you're in a time of your life where you are in recovery and we are in just in different places and you're mad about it because we're different and you don't like that and you're mad about it you're mad that you focused all your energy on trying to grow up on trying to being more mature to experiencing everything and anything in life and now you're burnt out and you're bitter that you don't have energy to execute it again like this is a thing like Again, I'm not here to bash people. I'm not here to, do, you know, say bad things about like, oh, you just want to grow up really fast. But it's such a problem in this society that we want to grow up so fast. 
fast. We are constantly focusing on when we're turning a certain age, when the legal age is to drink, what we're going to do next year, what we're going to do next week, what we're going to do so on and so forth in the future we like especially as a young adult all we could think about is even like at my at people my age what we're gonna do to get ourselves to the ultimate point of success whether it is be- officially becoming a lawyer passing our bar exam whether it is graduating from medical school and finally being in our residencies whether it is passing the pants test in pa school whether it is finally getting that job to make you financially successful like we are constantly in our young adulthood focusing on like going to the ultimate you know mount everest of your life you're if you're constantly focusing on climbing that mountain and just focusing on the top instead of quite literally just smelling the goddamn roses on the way over there you're gonna miss everything you're gonna miss all the scenery behind you like sometimes it's just good to just stop in your path and smell the freaking roses man just experience that scenery it could be a bad scenery it could be a good scenery experience it you will get there that you know, life is in your favor now i'm not trying to be like you know all i'm not gonna say like hippy dippy but like just all like you know life is just i was gonna say on drugs that is also not correct it is also 5 30 in the morning right now but you know, I'm, I'm not here to get philosophical on things, but when you work hard, when you are self-aware and are mindf- and is mindful of yourself, your abilities, and your environment, things will be in your favor. Things will eventually work out. You don't always have to, you know, rabid raccoon crawl your way up to the, to the peak of your life just experience things be in the moment that's what i advocate for especially as a person who oh my gosh what was that especially coming from a person who would who you know common who would um oh my gosh english just literally left my brain who would oftentimes look back and say dang i really wish i stopped and smelled the roses you know, I'm telling you, I'm telling you these things because I don't want you to ha- go through these the same feelings that I do. I look back with with a, with a tinge of regret, you know, being like, I wish I smelled the roses. I wish I stopped in my tracks and looked around the scenery. I wish I, wish I uh, appreciate the present more back then. Uh, and for obvious reasons, I do now. But, you know, that those four years of, of the quote-unquote best years of my life, I, 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 I obviously can't go back in time and you know look at it again and I want to take care of my inner child we're gonna go on a tangent about inner child too the reason why I am doing all these things that quote-unquote are for younger people is that I want to take care of my inner child I want to be able to satisfy 14 year old Anne banging out to Martin Garrix banging out to Hardwell banging out to that entire record label and wishing that I could be part of the race, looking at Ultra from 2013, 2014, being like, oh my gosh, I wish I could go to Ultra. And I want to look back as a 23-year-old and tell my 14-year-old self, hey, 
you're going to freaking EDC and you have all these cute glow-in-the-dark outfits ready and you have so much confidence to just wear pasties to a music festival what was that you out got you got a cup boobs who cares who on earth cares you're gonna be a glitter fairy at EDC and you're gonna be absolutely beautiful and you're gonna look in the mirror on festival day and you're gonna be like and you're gonna cry with happiness because you're just like oh my gosh I finally made it of course like this isn't you you know reaching the Mount Everest of your life but this is like a small thing that you accomplished that you've always wanted to accomplish as a child listen to your inner child if your inner child wants to go to a music festival let them go to a music festival if your inner child wants to I don't know, like eat dumplings. Let them eat dumplings. If your inner child wants to buy a Barbie doll and have it dress up in glittery dresses, let them have it. Don't just ignore it and, you know, further ignore your inner child. You've been ignoring them long enough. Take care of them. They're there for a reason. You know, you're... The difference between me well, I don't want to say, say me and be like, huh, like, you know, I want to say me and like be hashtag I'm different, that girl, that bitch. But, you know, obviously me and other people, we're in different aspects of our lives. I'm in that aspect where I am in recovery and I'm using that recovery to go do the things that I want, mostly music festivals. They're using that time of recovery to stay at home and drink some tea and watch TV. That is how they recalibrate. This is how I recal- how I recalibrate. Because what the hell is stopping you from doing this all again? You know, people who are quote unquote burnt out. What, because other people aren't doing it? Like, so what if other people aren't doing it? This is about your experience in your timeline. Again, we are in different spots in our lives. People often forget that you don't live for other people. You live for yourself. That, that's why moms go to raves. Grandmas will go to music festivals. Whole-ass grandpas will go to bars. You go ahead and do what makes you happy and what makes you feel good. I didn't get to go to music festivals, something that I've always wanted to do since high school and now that I can finally do it with my own money. I am living life to the fullest. I am also being a bad bitch who works with cancer cells at 6 p.m. and going to a rave at 7 p.m. Because if my college years has taught me one thing, it's to just do it. I sound like that that guy. Who is that guy again? Just do it. Do it. Just do it. Even if it scares the shit out of you, do it so you can say that you did. Because I sure as hell would rather recount on the memories or recount the memories that I have made. Even if it's memories many other people have made way before me and did it way before me. Then live out my life with regret saying, damn, I wish I actually did it and didn't care so much about what people thought about me because chances are if they're going to judge you or put an effort to put you down they're miserable in their own way and they're just projecting it on you and honestly you why would you listen to a person who judges you on things that you like to do why would you trust a person's opinion who judges your hobbies those are your hobbies i mean like unless you're like a pedophile then like yeah you you a hundred percent deserve that judgment but like you know like in a logical sense here going back on track logical sense here you know sitting at home 
and watching TV isn't reserved for 40-year-olds. The same way where if you go to a bar, it isn't reserved for people in their young adulthood. Putting an age capstone on certain activities is just limiting yourself. You put that on by yourself. What because what exactly is stopping you from going to a music festival when you're go, when you're 50 years old? Oh, because like it's for 20-year-olds. Literally who said that? Literally who said that? The age requirement is that you're 21 plus because there's alcohol, but literally who said that it was for 20-year-olds? That wasn't advertised anywhere in the banner. Just like going out to rooftop bars when you are 23 and you see like a bunch of old people there. Who said that, oh, I, I don't want to go there. They're full of 50-year-olds. Okay, and? Like, what's stopping you from going there? Like, they don't have, like, a huge-ass sign that says only 50-year-old plus aged people can go here. Like, sometimes it's all in your head. And sometimes you just gotta live life to the fullest even though it scares the living hell out of you and you'll be like, oh my god, I'm literally the only old person here in the music festival or like, oh my gosh, I'm literally the only 23-year-old here at the rooftop bar and everyone's looking at me and being like, oh my gosh, she's weird. Oh my gosh, what is she doing here? Or like, oh my gosh, what are they doing here? Or like, oh my gosh, what is he doing here? You know, I use all those pronouns because no discrimination here. But like, okay, and... Like, what if they stare at you? Like, what is the restaurant going to do? Like, kick you out? Like, where does it say that only 50-year-olds can be there? Absolutely nowhere. Like, live your life, gosh darn it. Like, I am trying to give you, like, a pep talk here. Like, oh my gosh, just do it. Just like me. I'm going to a music festival. I probably keep going to a music festival until I'm 26. If I'm being completely honest, I will do it until I vomit uh, EDM. Until I am so tired of it, I cannot stand it anymore. I will. For some reason, I feel like I'm. Someone's behind me, but it's not. Maybe it's like my own head, my, my own hands. I don't know. Suddenly I feel scared. Guys, please be with me right now. I'm like feeling really paranoid. Ugh. Anyways, let me just adjust myself on my seat. Okay. Okay. Ow. Ooh. Feel very uncomfortable in my house right now. Why do I feel uncomfortable in my own house? Can we like hmm, hold hands right now? I'm like kind of scared. Remember that one video of like that TikTok where like the girl farted on camera and she was like, oh, "You guys, what was that? I think it's a ghost. I'm scared." <laughs> earlier too like earlier last week where she thought tiktok was like a rapper and i made a joke that was just like oh yeah i'm gonna like change your name on my phone to little tiktok <laughs> that's so dumb but i never realized how much of a generational gap between like you know my boss and me where i was telling her about a tiktok sound and i just sound deranged like i sounded like a rabid raccoon like, you're crazy when you try to explain, like, a TikTok sound to someone and they just don't get it because I was telling her about, like, the, I just want to, oh, wait, what was it again? It was the, if you play as Princess Peach, shut up, I just want, shut up, but I just, shut up, shut up, but I just, shut up, but I just want to hit your jewel and I want to hit my dad for leaving, but if you play as Princess Jewel in Minecraft, I mean Mario Kart, if you play as Princess Peach in Mario Kart, your foot fungus will go away. <laughs> and she just 
stared at me like I was crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Has anyone's throat been like dry as hell for the last couple of days? Oh my gosh. I just had like a coughing fit. I had to like pause the episode. Goodness gracious. But anyways, that concludes our podcast episode of FOMO Inner Child. Who cares what people think about you? Goodness. I think next one is going to be about generational cycles. And that one is definitely going to be a hard one. Because we are going to talk about mental health in familias. So, yeah. So, thank you for listening to my uh, (laughs) very wild 6 a.m. 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. actually uh, podcast episode. And I will see you in the next one. (laughs)